you guys know I uh, I just finished my Elden Ring speed run. I uh, got out. Yeah, I got. I, I did. I think I set a world record with it. Honest to God. Um, yeah. I basically went out. Well, I, I went out through the the side, and I came to the first enemy, and he fucking murdered me, and then I uninstalled the game. So I think I won. Right, like unless Elden yeah. Ring can uninstall me, I I don't know. I'm thinking that's a win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Technical support is all at Please vacate the area. I repeat. Please leave. Are you even listening to me? I will shoot you. Error. Server block 3 is experiencing critical ignition. Yes, right. System failure imminent. I hope you are proud of yourself. Initiating the Low Life Podcast. And this is the Low Life Podcast. Um, Glenn Ops McGillicuddy here with Shadow Link. That's weird. I usually say scum first, but scum isn't with us because he has Havana syndrome. But uh, Shadow Link. Yeah, you know, the Roche Guard is absolutely a ba- is absolutely a gang that I would join. Absolutely. Yeah. No, for sure. And uh, who who are we here with, uh, Shadow Link? Yeah, we are here today with Heinke, who is uh, the. Well, actually, you know what? Why don't you introduce yourself? Like, yeah. Uh, who are you, sir? Tell, yeah, tell yeah, us a little sure bit thing. about yourself. <laughs> yeah, sure thing. Hi, everyone. I'm Hanky. I'm 30 years old, and I'm a speechrunner. And also doing the different things besides that. But, yeah, that's why I'm here today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to talk about speedrunning. And, and you the, are the craziest a, thing. Uh, well, the craziest uh, thing about this is that Shadowlink's been wanting to have some speedrunner on since basically we started this entire project. And yeah. as a matter of fact, what happened was uh, through our uh, involvement with the Cyberpunk Day folks, I ended up watching this Heinke fella absolutely destroy <laughs> a DSX game. And that was, yeah. in fact, myself as a 47-year-old, whatever this is, that was my <laughs> first complete speed run that I ever watched. And I thought I had such a kick. I was just like, yeah, we got to get this guy. Yeah. So, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and to you guy, are also uh, you're you're uh, you be- just became a father again. So congratulations! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very uh, much. Yeah. yeah, we were going to record this last week, and he's like, oh, "We're having a baby," and I was like, "That's a great reason." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we can postpone this. This is fine. I just, yes. I just felt so bad because I postponed it twice, and I was like, "Okay, we can do it next week." Yeah, yeah, no problem. And then wife is like. I'm having contraction. We need to go to the hospital. I'm like, well, okay, never mind. <laughs> so, so they, just so you know, that, that's like that's a good reason to postpone a podcast. Like that, that's yeah, a legit, one hundred percent. Yeah. So. yeah. So you have you have like the top ten speedrun in every single every you're you're within the top ten of every Deus Ex game, like every major Deus Ex game published, correct? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, yeah you exactly. are. You have one of the top ten positions, and each one is underneath forty-five minutes. That's like a that is that is. God, I mean, that's 
I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm actually so gonna, speechless about that. Are, I'm going to leave that. hour games, at least. I'm going to leave that pause in there. That, that pause. <laughs> <laughs> That's insane to me. So so explain to yeah. us. We, we are very... Uh, I mean, I'm familiar with the subject of speedrunning, but I'm still, I still feel like I am a novice when it comes to the actual process. Mm. Uh, I, I, I love watching it. I don't understand any of it. So, uh, <laughs> so please explain to us and exp- and to explain to us like we're idiot children, <laughs> um, like what <laughs> what exactly is the history of speedrunning? I, I, I would. Enlighten us, please. Yeah, sure. Yeah, sure. No thing. So, I mean, most people know speedrunning or like, or even try to play a game fastly. And the origin where that happens, like before they were doing, before people did speedruns, there were high score games, like arcades. And that was like where it kind of originated from because people were like going to arcades and they had only one try to play the game. And where it what what they did is like basically try to get the highest high score, and later on when single player games came out, like especially with Quake and Doom, people tried to play them as fast as possible and just to finish the maps as quickly as they could. And this is where it kind of originated in. And then people started to pick up one game after another where they just had interest and play through it. Like fun fact is also like a lot of speedrunners who are still doing it nowadays like did speed or. Even other people did speedruns of games without knowing that it's called speedrunning, where they just thought like, oh, hey, I have, I'm playing Mega Man, and I just want to play as fast as possible to get certain items or just to play through it again. And this is how it happened. Like the same with Metroid or with Castlevania or any other game like Pokemon or Donkey Kong Country like back then. I, I, and also... Oh, no, yeah. go ahead. I was going to say, I can't, <laughs> I can't confirm when I was about, I don't know, 12, 13 years old. I had a buddy whose birthday was on New Year's Eve. So what we would do is for a couple of years, like we would just go over his house. He had this nice like upstairs, like attic room. And Hmm. we would sit there with this little TV, Super Nintendo, Super Metroid, and a six pack of Jolt Cola. Son of a bitch. We beat that game. Like (laughs) probably early onset diabetes occurred that night as well. But like we... (laughs) 100 percent like and it's funny when we first started talking about this i was just like eh, speed running i like i don't know about this stuff you know then i realized like you know i've been there and it terrified me it completely terrified me i, I couldn't sleep for like a day and a half i was just like ah, screaming that, in my head the entire that time that is joe cola man that is what that will oh, yeah. do <laughs> oh man that's oh do you want to hear ghosts all the time okay Have a Joel cola <laughs> Anyhow, I'm sorry. So, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no worries. No worries. But yeah, this is basically how it happened with speedrunning. And the popularity of speedrunning or where it's now as it is, like that people know about it, uh, it was started with like AGDQ and ESA, like around 2012 or was it even 2011? It might be even early. I'm not sure right now when the first GDQ happened. But this is basically where it got attention outside of the speedrunning bubble, where it literally happened in a basement somewhere at a friend's place inviting people and they're just having a fun a fun time just showcasing it and gathering donations for it and mm-hmm. now it's like this huge event yeah, it's huge now. millions like, of people watching no okay not millions but like hundred thousand of people watching it live yeah. people being on 
on the event, just watching it uh, there in person, and you're just showcasing your game and gathering donations, and like this year they they gathered like three millions, and even smaller events are happening everywhere. Like in in, Euro in Europe, it's with the uh, European Speedrunners Assembly, which is basically the same thing. Like when I think about it, like in 2013, I went for the first time. No, 2014. Sorry. I went for the first time to the European Speedrunners Assembly, and there were only 100 people, like 100 speedrunners with some friends, like just in a youth center. Yeah. And now it's in a hotel with like packed, like with 500 people and more. It's just insane to see how rapidly it grew. Like the up. same when yeah. I was, yeah, how it's blown up. Like when I was at GDQ in 2015 and how it's nowadays, it's like, it's insane. It's it's crazy to see where speedrunning went to. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's massive now. Like they're, they're, just tons of people who are into it now if you're into in, into video games like you know about speedrunning you know you've seen a video of somebody like yeah. i'm i'm yeah. most familiar with uh legend of oh, Zelda speedruns because that's that's one of my very few interests outside of cyberpunk um but <laughs> so you'll see a video of someone in breath of the wild who like detonates a bomb and then starts shield sledding and then he just flies across the map yeah <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> hitting hitting an immovable object standing on it and launching himself through the map and just clipping through the shrines by just rolling back and forth and oh, then yeah. being underneath it it's it's just insane it's like yeah. really cool to see that yeah, it's it's crazy to see the the kinds of things that people can yeah let's so let's well first <laughs> i want to like what how did you get into speed running what's your your history with it yeah, so in 2013, I started streaming. I was a student in Dublin, and I was kind of bored because I had only my bachelor thesis going on and not m many courses, like I passed everything. So I was like working on my bachelor thesis, and next to it, I was like uh, seeing two friends now. And this is like also crazy when I think about it. Like two friends now who were doing a speedrun of Deus Axiom Revolution. I knew them through GDA San Andreas, where they did speedruns, and I found it interesting to watch. So we did Hume Revolution next to each other, like doing kind of like a race to see who's passing faster. Yeah. And I saw it and I was like, oh, hey, I loved Hume Revolution when I was playing it like casually. And I was like, I want to try that. And so I just picked up the video and learned it and started streaming with that in 2013 and continued since then. And this is how it started for me. Nice. Oh, yeah. All right. All right. Yeah, and you, you saw just... that thing and you're like, I want to break it. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I saw, I saw it and it was like, I want to try that. It yeah. looks fun. This is yeah. literally how it started. I yeah. understand well, that. I do understand that. It's it's when you become so familiar with a thing that you're like, well, what else can it do? And then, you know, whatever, you know, you turn it into a table, you know, or something, or you drop a box in front of your feet and <laughs> glitch through the wall and then murder a boss, you know, and I'm still, <laughs> I'm not going to shut up about that. That was so funny. Um, anyhow. Yeah, no, it's just, it's mad, it's madness to see, because it's not just the amount of people involved at this point, like, you know, yeah, like I said, you know, if you're involved with gaming in some way, then you probably know about speedrunning, but the variety, like the, the diversity of speedruns nowadays, because it's like, mm. people got bored with just straight up speedruns, and now we're, we're seeing, like, the randomizer software come in, into play, and... Mm -hmm. different kinds of mods mm -hmm. that people do i mean like i'll get to that in a little bit but let's i, I want to talk like uh, i want to ask you like what 
what are some notable well like we should also you know mention that um for speed running like it's a pretty common practice to use glitches to exploit glitches mm-hmm. in games in order to get a faster speed time or well, like a faster like run um mm-hmm. and these and for anybody who's uh anybody at home that's like um curious about this you guys can check out speedrun.com that's that's pretty much i think the authority these days on uh mm-hmm. speedrun records kind of like the leaderboards mm-hmm. all across the board yeah um, yeah but, but there's like uh, classes of speedrunning there's like yeah. purist runs there's the glitch runs like you said there's cheat yeah. code runs right like there's different mm-hmm. variants yeah, I- on the idea yeah. Exactly. We we basically call them categories. Like okay. we're like different categories. So, yeah. for example, like also like little history, there is the any percent run, which originated from Super Metroid, where it was literally called any percent two, because you have like the percentage counted at the end of the game, and it was like just beat it as fast as you uh, as you can without with any percent you get, and this is how the origin how the term got originated and used anywhere in the speedrunning culture. And this is how we kept it. Mm-hmm. Uh, th- okay, yeah, we're back. Uh, sorry, we had a weird... <laughs> hey. We're trying something <laughs> new here where we're using the video from one thing in order to see each other while we talk and record on the other thing. It's the future. Um, <laughs> so, okay. yeah, so sorry we're... about that. Yeah, so, I, I mean, we, we talked about this before, but it wasn't... So it's like kind of a controversy, but not really like if you once you really get into it, because some people don't really like the idea of having glitches in speed runs because they mm. think it's cheat codes, right? Um, yeah, exactly. So like, tell us the difference between, well, tell us why it's not really controversial. Um, yeah, of course. Like, I mean... When when I when I watched the speedrun for the first time, I also thought like, "Hey, they're cheating and they're not playing the game as I I imagined." Like, but the, in reality, people are using different categories, as I mentioned before. So there's any percent, which is very ha- glitch heavy, where you use all the kinds of mechanics and tricks you can to beat the game as fast as possible. Yeah, like but then there's also game. the ca- yeah, exactly. And then you have also games like Glitchless or categories like Glitchless. And what people think of when they see speedruns is basically the Glitchless category, where you don't use any of those glitches to do huge sequence breaks, but play the game kind of normalish with all the exploits the game gives you. Like, for example, if you can get an overpowered weapon in a shop and you know it costs like $39 or whatever, you just collect those $39 to get the overpowered weapon as soon as possible and then you play for it. And even then, there is still the controversy where people say, like, okay, you play the game normally, but you abuse, like, overpowered weapons. I don't want to see that. I want to see that with a normal weapon you get at this time and whatnot. So it is, like, a huge area where people just discuss, like, okay, what what is a glitch? What is not a glitch? How is that called an exploit or not? And this, this is, like, where it's, like, a big controversy or like a big conversation and it always depends on the community what they call a glitch or what they define a glitch right, like yeah. if some if some people know there's like this mirror's edge glitch uh, glitchless run on gdq where a good friend of mine dr t-chops was sitting in the back and he was just uh, like they're making fun of it because they're saying like hang on isn't that a glitch and you're doing the glitchless category like are you sure you're doing it legitly and so on and they're just making 
complete fun of it, but people took it to the extreme and thought that he was being like scared. serious yeah. about it. But yeah. it wasn't yeah. uh, like that. It just shows that every community decides what they call the glitch and whatnot and how they want to play it. And obviously, if people decide to make their own category where they say like, okay, I'm only going to play Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time with, with a normal sword and I'm not going to use any any other weapon. Hey, go ahead. You can make that category. It's like not a problem. Mm-hmm. And you can also find new tricks that way. Like when I think of Human Revolution, uh, back then I was doing the Any% percent run quite a lot. And at some point I was bored. So I was like, okay, let's check out what other kind of categories I can run. And then I figured out there's something called Absolute Zero, where you literally play the game without getting caught, where you get every ghost bonus, where you don't use augmentations, and where you don't use weapons. So what you need to do is you literally take a box, glitch it into the boss room, and you throw that box 100 times against Namir, against Barrett, <laughs> or against... A, 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 um, I forgot... Uh, her name, whatever. Mm-hmm. But you just throw the box against them until they die, and it's so stupid <laughs> at the same time. Yes, so that sound effect means that we had to do an edit. Um, I'm just, <laughs> I'm just gonna peer behind the curtain all day for y'all. Uh, <laughs> trying something new today. It's crazy. Uh, anyway, so we uh, we were talking about the different classifications, uh, categories mm-hmm. of speedrun. Yeah, exactly. um, we were talking about how it's not like a big deal. You know, if somebody yeah. like if you don't, someone you don't wants wanna... to use glitches, right? Um, yeah, let them. Yeah. That's the like you're just trying to get to the end of the game as quickly as possible by any means necessary. And there's you can. I like this idea of setting rules for yourself, like using just the mm. wooden sword to clack your way through yeah. a Zelda game is hilarious. To me. You know, yeah. like, I, exactly. For example, I'm playing Final Fantasy 15. I'm on a speed run of that I'm in my 94th hour, and I'm wearing a cup noodle hat. It's the cup noodle hat run. And that's that's the whole thing <laughs> for me. That's my idea yeah. of a speed run. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that is that is a thing. Like, of, of course, like people take it too seriously, yeah. but in the end, it's just a hobby where you can do it and play it however you want. Like, because everyone is seeing the big leaderboards, and obviously, certain categories are more like popular than others. Mm-hmm. And but nobody is stopping anyone to just open a new category and run it. Like, especially when, like, there's, like, this thing where people request certain categories mm-hmm. and say, like, oh, it's going to hit off, but it's never going to happen. So, mm. and nobody's doing a run of it. So why not just do a run of it first and then just request it and you can have it, like, whatever you want to call it, like a meme run or, like, a certain mm-hmm. subcategory. Yeah. And people can decide if they want to run it or not. Get late Like, it's the same, like, That's with... A category <laughs> in Breath of the Wild. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> Yeah, there are very many different categories people run. And mm. there's one thing I wanted to say before that, where people always mix up glitching and cheating. And it's basically that if you use a cheat, like it, it is intended, like a cheat code in San Andreas, where you get a, um, a jetpack, that is something the developers intended to use right. and to abuse just to have their fun of it. Right. But a glitch is something... Where everyone, like, whenever you see someone doing it and they're saying, like, oh, that is so easy. Of course, I can pull it off and shave off 30 minutes. But the thing is, like, a glitch and to use that and to execute it, it it takes a lot of practice and to to be very precise. So, Mm -hmm. for example, in Human Revolution, the block box glitch is actually 
one of the easier glitches. So you just throw a box against yourself and then you get clipped through the wall. Easy peasy, no problem. But you need to know that you need to have a certain FPS count, which you need to limit the game to. Mm. You need to have a certain distance. You need to be parallel to the wall. Mm. And if you don't do them correctly, the glitch will not work. Even though it's an easy executable glitch, you need to know all those factors. And they're also like, certain parts where you can't use it. You can use it on any wall you want, but you can't use it on doors, for example, or you can't use it on like thick walls with like a, a bigger collider and people don't know that. And so you need to use different tricks. So there's like one scene where you use basically a box to clip yourself halfway through the door where you can't normally clip through ones. Mm. And then you use the typhoon augmentation to push yourself out of bounds even further. And if you don't know that, it's it's not that easy to execute right and yeah. people forget about it and also yeah. like you're not using like a cheat engine or a cheat code to basically skip the next part you still have to execute that part mm -hmm. yeah you're and not you can't literally execute... cheating it's actually something that takes exactly. finesse right so exactly it, it is a, it is just an issue with the engine with a game and you just abuse that especially when knowing the fact for another example is the unreal engine one if you know that saving and loading allows you to move or reset your jump, you can basically fly. And that works in every Unreal Engine 1 game. Oh, you shit. can do it in Deus Ex. You can do it in, in Unreal and any other game that exists. It's just in some games, it's useful. Like in, in Unreal, you use that if you failed a certain launch so that you can get back on top of a hill. But in Deus Ex, for example, we don't need to use that because we have a super jump, which is like a different glitch which allows us just to jump through the map without needing the safe loading uh, hover. Mm, and yeah. so with all that knowledge, you can use it and to just basically go fast. And people always expect it to be hard or be easy, but it's not. Like certain no. things take very precise execution, especially when you think of Ocarina of Time, where if you want to warp into Ganondorf's castle, have fun doing that. Like if you, if you don't know what you're doing, it will never work. Mm, yeah, <laughs> mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. There's so much that I want to unpack from just that little bit, that segment. But let's let's go back to like talking about developers <laughs> patching games because oh, yeah. it's it's much more common to see uh, uh, speedruns of older games, like glitchy speedruns of older games, like games for the N64. Ocarina of Time mm -hmm. is a magnificent example. People have broken that game open and just torn it apart, you know, just mm -hmm. from end of like line of code to line of code, like. There's so mm -hmm. many things you could do, like the infinite sword glitch. There's, yeah, I can't even think. I mean, that's that's the only one that I know by name because right, yeah. that suggests plenty. To be honest, yeah. like you have an infinite <laughs> sword glitch. I got yeah, the Barry uh, Dingle bobble glitch. Okay, I believe that so, exists. So with, but now, uh, now it's common practice on any platform to see developers patching games. No matter what, what mm. to, uh, to either like patch a glitch, well, like that kind of glitch, or a game-breaking glitch, or something, mm. or just to keep the game, you know, up to date with the software. Um, uh, yeah. So, how how has that affected speedrunning as a whole? Do you think? I mean, yeah. So ob obviously, that affects people and the speedruns uh, because those patches fix things or make. Uh, different categories basically out of it where people say like okay now we have the patched version and we have the old version and what normally speedrunners so do so they is... mark it they mark 
their speed run with the, the version that they're using. Once yeah, they, once exactly. They like, for example, in Dark Souls 2, there is this one glitch where you use the binoculars and mm -hmm. you roll over your enemy to gain tons of speed. And that was fixed a long time ago. However, from what I still remember, it, it is a category where people just downpatch the version of mm. Dark Souls 2 to just mm -hmm. still do this glitch and run this category. But obviously, there's also a certain charm to run it on the actual patch because you use different glitches and different strategies. Yeah. Like me and a friend of yeah. mine called Lots of Ass, uh, we do Age of Empires 2 speedruns. And normally, if you wanted to do the fastest version in the co-op speedrun, in the definitive edition, by the way, um, you would downgrade to a certain patch because it allows you to do different strats. However, we decided to reroute the newest patch because we found it more interesting for once because we have to do different strategies mm -hmm. and we have to figure out new ways to not break the game, but basically to go faster with all the fixes or non-fixes they did. There is like one map in the Attila the Hunt co-op um, co campaign mm -hmm. where all you had to destroy was the town center. So in the actual patch, they fixed that, but the you, so you need to also destroy the castle. But if you if you only destroy the town center, it will show you that you won the map, but it will not trigger it. So this is like one of the funny things you you realize about it, where they like, oh hey, we patched it, so you can't just just rush in and destroy it. So you need to also destroy the other map, uh, the other castle. But then we figured out, okay, you can uh, sacrifice freeze villagers, and then you get some extra catapults and like. Um, like the the ram and so you can just destroy it without any issues and mm -hmm. this is where it becomes interesting so you get like a different route for the same map and you can see how either it's slower or faster or how diverse it can become mm -hmm. yeah i i watched uh, uh in preparation for this i watched actually a cyberpunk 2077 speed run and I think they uh, did that thing where they uh, they <laughs> used a downgraded version, or, uh, mm. and um, I don't know if this this glitch is still in the game, but uh, I think what I saw them do was they went out into like the courtyard of the apartment building that you're in, and mm. I don't know how they did this, but they managed to like double jump in infinitely to just like go straight up. Up to the top, okay. to the to the roof of the building. Um, what are like? What are some other notable glitches in games? Uh, just in in any game that you can think of offhand. Oh, there are quite quite a lot of broken things. Like yeah. if you if you think of Legend of Zelda: Ocarina of Time, there is like this early trick where you want to get the Master Sword as a young young link, and where you just align yourself properly, like parallel to the to the wall, do the back jump with a with a with a bombs, and you time it yep. off frame perfect so that the bomb goes off and sl slams you on the other side while you go out of bounds, uh, just to get the master sword immediately at the start without doing any of this child dungeons. That is just insane to see. Yeah. Or, but this is also like an older category, or like in Deus Ex, where if you want to just go through through a wall or a door, you just throw a grenade underneath, wait until it rotates you into the door, and then you just skip all half of the level. Yeah. <laughs> or another Deus Ex thing, which I find hilarious, is like where you throw a gas grenade to trigger one of the guards to be in panic and open every door for you, which for which you normally <laughs> need to do the entire mission. It's like, it's amazing how many of those sort of things you can find. Yeah. Like in Dishonored as well, where you can 
literally with a blink mechanic. Mm -hmm. uh, you can just look through the wall, be out of bounds, and then port yourself out of bounds and run through the level and just skip the entirety. Or mm. where you can grab a ledge, and if you have a high FPS count, you can just be in the middle of the air and just walk on the map. It's it's insane. There's so many of those yeah. kinds of stupid, well, stupid in, in quotations, but like the most stupid glitches, which are also amazing and hilarious to watch. Oh, yeah. No, I, I love yeah. when that stuff happens. I like using them when I find them. You know, it was like, yeah. I mentioned that No Man's Sky one, you know, like when you realize yeah. it's like, oh, this button combination gives me this, why wouldn't I? That's why yeah. it seems to be that. Well, that's another thing, too. <clears throat> I think I, I just kind of scrolling through it because I did. I, I didn't I didn't watch a bunch of speed runs to prep for this, but I did notice that, like, in kind of skimming through some lists and stuff like that, there's a lot of folks who were going back to the pre-Internet era of game where mm. you just had this disc and it was never upgraded. So you can mm. absolutely yeah. abuse the mechanics of it forever yeah. and ever. And it made me feel wistful for that time. Man, like you'd spend the money on the game, but then you bring it home and it would work. Or that yeah. game would be tanked and that studio would close. Like there was a higher standard, you know, back then for release than there is now, oh, yeah. where it seems like everything's in fucking permanent beta. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, if... I mean, go ahead. Oh, go, go ahead. ahead. <laughs> no. <Who> no? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay uh, i mean since i'm a developer as well i can understand that point totally like back then it was like a different era where when you ship the software uh, you had to put it on a hardware device and you mm -hmm. can't just update or patch it like nowadays like the internet wasn't that big of a thing yet and mm -hmm. you had to make sure it works and qa testing was like a huge thing back then even oh, yeah. though of course you still find glitches and things like that yeah uh, but nowadays, since everything is like connected with the internet, uh, it is also it is a blessing and also a curse in, uh, at the same time because yeah. people are now. I I don't want to say that they're lazy, but when they just ship their program or their game, they're just like, oh, it's half baked, it's not ready yet, but I'll yeah. just give it to to people to play with it. Like mm. it is it is great because you can Crunch. get early feedback to to just. Yeah, you, to to see if, if it's great or if it's working or if people hate it. And then you can just rebrand it or renew it right. so that people will yeah. like it. But right. at the same time, people are just like, oh, we have this half-baked game. Well, just let's let's just release it and say that it's in beta and we never touch it again. Because this happened also in the past and it's kind of yeah. sad to see that. Yeah, like yeah. I, I don't get mad when a complete gaming kind of experience is released. Like when No Man's Sky came out and it's famously, everybody was bitching about it. Mm. I was fine with it. I mean, I wasn't blown away, but I was like, oh, this is fun. Like I get to go into space. Mm. I get to land on planets. I get to go into space stations. It's got stuff for me to do. This is great. And now, you know, what, six years later, look what they've done with it. It's this bonkers, yeah, exactly. insane thing. I don't really hold that against them. And, you know, yeah. I had my fun with Cyberpunk 2077, but that fun was mm. because it was fucking broken, you know? <laughs> but there was still a ton of stuff there, and it was still fun to play. I have a problem when it's something like Anthem, you know, no. which, you know, it gets released. It looks like, you know, Space Iron Man, Punchy, Shooty McGee, and it just wanted to be Destiny so bad, but then it didn't even bother with the lore, you know, or... Yeah. It yeah. did that same thing that I hate about Destiny, where it buries the lore. I don't care. Like, mm -hmm. why am I here? I don't know. Why do you make it so yeah. hard for me to find out? Just let me shoot the stuff. Like, let me, let me go to the <laughs> next bit. Uh, you know, and it's yeah. 
Yeah. It, well, Destiny didn't feel finished when it launched either. You know, yeah. and it, it's just, there's this Diablo 3. <laughs> you know, like, let's go back. Yeah, I, can, I can't hold that against, like, smaller developers, like indie developers, if they release mm-hmm. a game out in early access and they want to get, like, crowdfunded. Or not crowdfunded, right. but, like, yeah. right. crowdsourced feedback. That, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, you can yeah. draw from a giant pool and, like, you can get paid for what you're doing. Right. It's mm-hmm. not I mean, so it's get... not as easy when it's like a triple A developer. Like it that's not as forgivable mm-hmm. in my opinion. Like Yeah. Uh, right. You say? No, I I totally agree with that. I mean, you can also see like if your idea or the concept of a game is even something people want to play or enjoy and yeah. if you get that yeah. early feedback, which like if I, if I just think of Undertale when Undertale got launched, he was like, "Hey, what do you think of that game?" and it blew up and he was like yeah. super shocked when he heard like yeah. people loved the way he basically broke the game mechanics and this is where it's great, but I totally agree when I think of Ubisoft with the Assassin's Creed games. Yep. Like it sometimes it feels like they're just copy pasting the old Assassin's Creed game, selling yeah. it, and then we're like, oh yeah, but this is yeah. this is a sixty dollar early access game. Um, don't judge it too hard. And mm-hmm. it's like, come this, on, you. This you one's got Vikings. The... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like come you have on. so much money, you have so many developers, so much time to put your effort in. You're not a one man army, and then you're telling people to pay sixty dollars for a game. Which is apparently in early access and broken. Like, come on, who are you gonna joke about? Oh, and then they want to. This is just bullshit. Then they want to sell you like a season pass. Oh <laughs> yeah, and then this shit comes in and like, oh hey, you have you paid sixty dollars for this? How about you pay twelve euros as well or ten dollars for this skin, which you can only play in single player? You fucking like, horse armor. This is and like yeah, this money. This oh, money doesn't even oblivion. go to the people who work on it. Like the people who work right. on it are being taken care of financially not you know probably emotionally yeah. or physically yeah. but uh you know, or mentally to but... stick with this tangent for a second while we're bitching about what sucks in modern gaming um it's fucking sports games for the last like 15 years oh, it's the same game every year <laughs> it, except now they've made it like impossible like oh do you want to do you like the nba you like basketball you know you like three pointers yeah. and stuff you like boxing dudes out you like breaking ankles well here's a whole fucking rpg for you to play and you're gonna have to like manage your entire career it's like no dude look i just come on give me mutant league football let me just get to the next game let me punch up some like funny pun on like you know the cleveland steamers is the team or something like it's let's go you know it it just fun the thing is fun should come first you know like ui should be good it's like handle that stuff and then make it look weird some people like the management shit some people well, like no, no, I... to pretend that they are a truck driver. Oh, so, I mean, oh, I, but, I don't buddy. understand it. But... Buddy, I, I've got SnowRunner in the <laughs> other room, okay? I get it. I, I understand driving <laughs> four miles an hour in a mountain because it's there's something serene. and so, there's Like, one of the biggest games in the world is a football manager. It's like a soccer, you know, for mm, us, yeah. the Americans listening. But, like, football manager where you actually get to coach, you know, football teams. And I don't think you play a fucking game. I think it's just, like, X's and O's on a little thing and you do switches outs. And I, I don't even know. I haven't, I've never mm. seen it. Wasn't there I, a, I mean, a meme? I've got, I've got a train sim, too. I understand. I feel you. I am your people. Yeah. But like <laughs> the me there was a meme I, in the I, Discord uh I think I don't remember who posted it, but uh, it was like that that screenshot from the Simpsons where it's like a VR lawn care game <laughs> and uh right next to it, yeah. you know, they predicted a fucking farming sim not 
like lawn care simulator. It exists. Yeah, no, totally. Yeah. There, no, you know which one I want. Hmm. And, and T's actually commented on this that the power wash game. I want them to make the VR power wash game. And, and yeah, that's, PS, that's fair. <laughs> that looks so satisfying. That, in a it way does that look satisfying. Describe. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, all, all these simul- uh all these simulator games are quite unique in my opinion. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there are like a lot of managing games, and people like it. Like if I think of F one, uh-huh. people play that where you have to rotate them or tell them which tires to take and whatnot. Yeah. It becomes like a different complexity, especially with I, and also with a sports game. Like whenever whenever I hear that they have a new version of uh, soccer, FIFA, whatever. Yeah. Uh, it is mostly that they're just selling the same game and just saying like, oh, we have a new physics or we have this tiny bit graphics. Of monster graphics or we have an AI which will adapt itself and whatnot. And it's just like minor things while everything stays the same. They should focus on yeah. one good core base mechanic game because it's never going to change. And maybe and just not iterate it and you, every year. Like, just make on. it the same game. And you know what? Charge them 10, 15 bucks every season going on yeah. instead of the whole fucking game just here's your roster update this is all you're using yeah that's all it is yeah. you know and it's just i don't know like it there, there's something something just changed you know at some point like that's i think why i have gotten a little bit more interested in the idea of speed running because it's kind of getting back into you know what set me off well, most recently was there's a track mania like trying to beat the mm. speed record uh, things listen yeah. Listeners at home and in your car, or whatever you're doing, that is a rabbit hole that will fucking consume you. <laughs> when you watch these maniacs, there's a, some I cannot remember the document. There's a YouTube channel that is nothing but a, like a documentary series about this like official group trying to do the thing, and it'll be 18 minutes long, and it it deserves an Oscar. It's absolutely compelling, mind crushing stuff, and. Yeah. They're not even going yeah. around the track sometimes. They're like hitting a bump and flipping their car in through the air to go through the finish line backwards kind of shit. You know, instead of it being a 40 second lap, it's a seven second lap. And you're just like, how did you come up with this, you lunatics? <laughs> Jolt Cola, that's how. Anyhow. <laughs> God, oh, uh, shoot. I had a, another question on this this tangent. Mm. Um, well. Hang on. Well, Scum, Scum had a couple of questions that... Uh, right, right, I yes. Was... That's actually what I was going to ask about. Thank you for, <laughs> for reminding me. Um, he, he sent uh, them I'm, through I'm linked. Yeah, Havana Syndrome Mania he's, he's sending me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so if a game is, has more glitches, does that help it? Or, or uh, <laughs> does that make it easier <laughs> to do a glitch speedrun? Or is that just, like, does that get in the way? Looking at you, I mean, Cyberpunk actually... 77. Yeah, I mean, actually, it's if you have more glitches, it it depends if you if they're useful. Mm. But if you if you think about um, alternatives, like look for for example, in Mirror's Edge, there's like a glitch called um, uh, uh what is it called? Uh, sidekick lunge kick. I, I forgot the name. In any ways, uh, like what you do is basically you do a kick in middle of the air, which will spawn for a couple of frames a platform underneath you, which allows you to yeah. jump off again. And then you need to chain it with multiple kicks so that you can go through the map in like a couple of seconds. So you do six of those kicks 
but you have to execute them perfectly because you have only three frames every time when this platform uh, spawns underneath you. Yeah. And for example, this click, uh, this glitch is very hard to execute and to, especially to chain. Yeah. Like you have to do it six times in a row perfectly, or you'll die, and you have to do everything again. Yeah. And so, what people do when they can't do or execute those hard glitches, they will find alternatives which are maybe not as fast as doing this chain glitch, uh, kick glitch. Uh, but you can just do an alternative, which is just go up the wall, do a backflip or something like that. And then you just go the normal route, but it's just 10 seconds slower, for example. And right. the more glitches yeah. you have, the more alternatives you, you are given to, basically. So if you can't do one trick, for example, or it's too hard to execute because you're like still failing it. Like, for example, in Human Revolution, we have this barrel boost where you go up the elevator instead of taking the elevator. But there is an alternative where you can just go up on the wall and do a typhoon clip, which allows you to get go a level higher and then walk from there to the elevator. It's of course it's slower, but if you if you can't execute it, it's like just 15 seconds slower and it's still worth it. And still instead of doing the the normal, well, the normal way, which is like 40 seconds long. So you, right. you can see that you can use it in any diversity you need to so if a game has more alternatives it opens more alternatives to play through it and obviously people make different categories for that as well where you say like hey for example prince of persia where you can zip which is basically you can fly through the map by um using the reverse um the sense of time where where you reverse to a certain time backwards and if you overload it with movements, it will just glitch you through the map. And people said like, okay, we want to do a category without it. And so we found like alternatives where you can do backflips to certain angles and then get get to different areas by just using the movement. It is crazy. It is like super insane what people figured out through that. If people didn't decide to make it a new category or just for fun, then we wouldn't have known about it. And then now they're like, Using both techniques, for example, it's it's really cool. It's kind of like yeah. coining words. Like, basically, yeah. you sit there, you get bored, so you get your character, and you start walking toward a corner. And then you just start jumping into that corner, increasingly angry. And then you're like, well, what if I keep jumping along the surface? And then once, mm. something fucked up happens. And now, you have, like, a term for it. You know, you have, like... <laughs> wall phase jump this, you know and that that becomes a part of the hmm. conversation you look for that in other games especially ones that you, like you were saying use the same engine and it just stacks and becomes this thing that is still baffling to me this, you literally just explained how glitch hunters find glitches yeah, like no i get it. Oh, this is this is one of the ways where you just try random things and suddenly they work mm. or you find weird happenings or what what we back then before speedrunning became a thing with speedrun.com and discord service and whatnot you just find people explaining or telling you weird things that happened in their game and you try to execute it and understand it and then you see like oh it's useful for the speedrun mm -hmm. we can use it to go faster mm -hmm. and this is how it happens and the other way of course is like looking into the code this can be harder or easier depending on the era of the game like sometimes if you think of modern games, they're like heavily encrypted so that you can't just steal the sources and whatnot. Yeah. But it doesn't mean that you can't do it. It just takes more effort. And in older yeah. games, it's like easier to debug them or to break them or to see the code. Mm. Like when I think back of Prince of Persia, like back then, mm, I don't know what kind of tool they used for the level editoring. 
but what you can do is you can just drag the level into Blender and you will see the entire level in Blender. <laughs> yeah. And you can see where they put triggers, where they put the names, what the idea behind the level was. And you can just analyze it and use it to your advantage. For example, that zip, zip glitch where you see, okay, you need to do a certain amount of movement so that you clip into that trigger, put uh, load the next level and then run there. It's, it's really cool. Yeah, that's mm. yeah. The way that you describe this, I mean, I'm I'm kind of uh, spring button here, but uh, uh, <laughs> so like the way that you describe it is not only is it like punk as fuck because the way like glitch speed running to me is the punkest thing that you can do. You like, you're fuck literally your game. let's do this. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I'm just gonna crack your game open and I'm gonna break it in as many ways as I possibly can. Yeah. I guess you shouldn't <laughs> have left thing. it with me then, huh? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. And, but but it's also very, like the just... way that you describe mm -hmm. it is also it's literally magic. It's literally magic. Like I I, mm -hmm. I want to impress upon our listeners that this is magic because mm -hmm. you are you are uh well, you're performing, performing a ritual. You're getting yeah, a you're performing a ritual <laughs> in order to like yeah, in order to subvert the rules, subvert or break the rules of the the reality that you're inhabiting mm -hmm. at that point. Right. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, basically, the... makes me think of like it's you know the closest analog in like cyberpunk lore is probably the Matrix, but like I mean, mm -hmm. but it but the way that like. Because you you describe you know looking at the code you know studying like the laws of the universe mm. and like mm. uh, you know esoteric arts or whatever um, you or... know how to stop bullets in midair yeah <laughs> yeah but like also you know actually like literally performing a ritual um, like you know carving runes and shit and uh, yeah. and I, the only thing that really comes to mind offhand is like dowsing rods. You know, I don't yeah. know how people used to use those to like try and find groundwater. Mm -hmm. A life hack. The Y shaped <laughs> oh, stick. Yeah. 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 Um, but yeah. I, I don't yeah. know where yeah, I was I going think, with that. But. Nah, but I think I think the term you mentioned with rituals is like actually very uh, correct because every time you use the glitch, you have to do the same movement and the same execution to make it work. And yeah. if you make too much room or you go too far away from that ritual it will not work and this is like literally how it works like either for example if you do a box glitch a box clip and you go too far to the back uh, you will die because you're out of bounds where there is a collider which will trigger a death plane and so you will die so you need to be very precise with your movement and to execute it so yeah. it's like the small ritual you always have to execute i'm just wondering there's so gotta crazy. be well, no, now that now I'm just thinking there's got to be like a, just a shitload of Catholics who don't genuflect enough <laughs> and they're just not they're not going to get the whatever bonus that is, you know, yeah. when you get to whatever. Yeah. Going out and of bounds also, in a game like, is never... so surreal to me because, you know, you you see like the whole map in front of you and it's just and that's that seems like magical realm shit right there too you know I, i'm trying to think oh it is oh oh mm. oh i've got a video on my fucking youtube page of the first time i tried uh skyrim vr or one of the first times i was playing skyrim vr and i'm doing mm. some mining and then it glitched and it was like instead of like you know me going tink 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 you know tink tink it's like 
tick, 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 and I glitched through the wall and I watched like the tunnel disappear above me. And it was just this <laughs> wonderful moment that made me just wish for hallucinogens because I was a bit like, I would have had an insight that's like, there. That's I'm some sure backroom shit right there. <clears throat> oh, yeah, yeah. No, I love that. Yeah. But anyway, you were saying, um, what were yeah, we saying? Yeah, no, we were talking about, uh, yeah. <laughs> No, I, there's also like a small thing I wanted to mention because that, that is also like we, we just talked about like developers uh, fixing their games because of the speedrunners. And yeah. what most people always, or some developers, but also speedrunners uh, say is like, you you don't break the game to show like, oh, look at that, how bad the game is, like, haha, we can break it. Right. That is not yeah. the point. Like the reason you do the speedrun of that certain game it's because you like it and you want to play it over and over again. Like this is like why I'm still doing Deus Ex or Deus Ex Human Revolution speedrun because I enjoy the game. And what speedrunning makes it is basically it the game becomes your sandbox. You look into the code, you right. understand how the game works, how the physics work, how the mechanics work, what the AI is doing, how you can manipulate the AI. And you, you understand the game like through all the details and all the love the developers poured in. Mm. So it's not like that you're saying like, oh, look, the developer is shit. He can't code. Ha ha. But because it's not like not the point. Yeah, right. people do this. But it's more like you, you should. <laughs> like yeah, a, a, a strange obsessive love. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, you just enjoy it and so this is like where also developers feel sometimes attacked but at the same time like in the indie scene basically if you are doing a speedrun of that and the developers see that they're like oh this is so amazing they're playing my game and they're breaking it and I can see what they're doing and yeah. some even leave the glitches in or make it an extra mode if you wanted to so that normal like normal players can just enjoy it and speedrunners can have like an extra mode with a timer in which is like more accurate mm. and that that is great like you can combine it and people work together but sometimes obviously there are like people who will try to do everything to just destroy it like when when you think of patching or of Elden Ring where they didn't like the speedruns using that one tree so they removed it but then they found more tricks so it's not it's yeah. not gonna stop right yeah, yeah it's like cyber it's security yeah. there's never yeah. an end to it there's never an yeah. end to it because there's always somebody sitting there like picking away at it chipping away chipping away and it's yeah. this that's the yeah, same thing like with, you said I, you know what I think of is is I don't love the movie The Room with Tommy Wiseau because it's a perfect crafted thing but I love it <laughs> I love watching it's it. It's, it's fascinating. True. It is yeah. fascinating. And, and I think and that's like, you're, you're looking for that. You're looking for the facets yeah. in the code and like the nuggets of joy that can be mined out of it. You know, yeah. it's, it's like you that. said, you know, it's it's like you said, Heinke, that uh, uh, even if a developer does patch a glitch, that might just end up breaking something else, you know? Right. Like, yeah. Oh, so that's happened. Something, so something else that can be uh, exploited. Um, it's not going to be perfect. It's never going to be perfect, you know. Right. You have to just kind of enjoy a thing. Trying to chase. Yeah, you got to yeah. kind of enjoy a thing for what, like how close they get, really, because there are very few perfect yeah. games. I mean, in the I last mean, ten years, I can't really think. And, and I mean, if I named a few that I felt were perfect, it's only because I really didn't have any notes and that whatever glitches I encountered didn't bother me. But like Horizon Zero mm. Dawn and God of War were just massive, yeah. wonderful, chunky things, and I never thought once to try to break. I was just like, all right. You know, and this thing always worked, and it was fine, and yeah. I like that. 
Yeah. yeah, and that that is the thing. Like, if you're a normal player, if you encounter a glitch, you don't want that. You want to enjoy the story. You want to enjoy the gameplay. And most of the time, when a game-breaking glitch happens and you find it, you're like, no, 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 let's find the, the next loads, loaded file yeah. and just do that because you don't want to break that immersion. Mm -hmm. And in speedrunning, it's like, of course, you, you already know the game. You already know the story. Yeah. You want to just destroy it faster this time right. just play through it like play through it even faster and uh, see it in different like ways yeah. and also the like a little joke from a developer's perspective like uh, there's this joke where you say like oh i have 99 bucks in my code then you fix one and now i have 124 bucks in my code yep. so you, you basically you basically generate more issues the more you fix it because like something else will break which you not think which you are not thinking of oh, this yeah. is like the, the funny part because like it is like an kind of like an endless cycle of course if the core of your program is fine then you don't need to worry about it right. but like the more you try to fine tune it you will break like a screw somewhere else and you need to mm -hmm. where you didn't think about it so this yeah. is how it works <laughs> Yeah. Going back I, to uh, uh, yeah. just just the things that people do out of the love for this game, you know, I want to talk about ran like the randomizer software. Mm. That's been a real game changer, I think. In because literally, people, yeah, <laughs> people have gotten. <laughs> I mean, I don't want to say bored, but like, oh yeah, I guess like a little bit bored with just Norton vanilla speedruns, <laughs> and now we've gotten to the point where you can plug pretty much any game from. Uh, from uh, like from I don't know, yeah, the eight bit era, well, no, to the eight bit era to anyway. today, yeah. Uh, where you, I mean, yeah, some games like roguelikes are uh, specifically have randomized elements, but this uh, randomizer software can do that to any game, even if mm -hmm. it's like even if it's linear and uh, or like an open world game, um, and you can pick and choose which elements to switch around. So, like, what's common in Legend of Zelda uh, um, randomizers mm -hmm. is people will randomize the item drops uh, or, like, the where you will find the items that you need to get to finish the game. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. this will present the challenge to the player in Do some that. exploration, yeah. Yeah, you have to figure out different ways. You have to, you know, sequence break, and you have to um, exploit. You, you, it forces mm. you essentially to exploit glitches to get through yeah. the game. Um, and we we saw that with uh, with your speed runs as well for the Deus Ex speed runs. Um, sometimes people will even like play speed runs where every uh, every entrance is randomized, so you don't even know where you'll end up. <laughs> Uh, if you go through a, a door into a different area, um, yeah. But I, uh, I just, I'm sorry that that moment where you just uh, ganked Guff, Gunther in the uh, in it's, the day, the original Deus Ex speedrun is just fucking great. I, that, I can tell you that was my like speedrun awakening. I guess that was the moment it was because you were just like later, you, you know, just like, you just grenade over moving. Him. And he's gone. <laughs> yeah. But, it took me a uh, full 30 seconds to be like, what the fuck just happened? And I went, <laughs> like, holy, did you just beat that boss? Like, you know, like my brain didn't catch up to what I saw for like a minute. It was hilarious. Yeah. 
Yeah. I mean, if uh, that, is, that is like one of the funny tricks. Like, if I know he becomes my enemy, why don't I kill him while he's still my friend, right? So you don't need to kill him. <laughs> uh, but another thing that, like, still talking about the diversity of speedruns, um, I've seen crazy things that people will do. Like, uh, there are some people will do, like, multiplayer randomizers where... Yeah. Uh, where you have two people playing the same game, but in like different maps, and then they'll find the items for the other person's mm. game, and they have to work yeah. together in order to uh, progress and get to the end. Or they will, um, uh, or sometimes they'll be in this. Like the the variations are endless. I just saw a mod where. Uh, um, I didn't see a mod, but uh, a friend of mine showed me a mod um, where um, where it was Majora's Mask and Ocarina of Time mm. in the same randomizer, mm. um, and they used the Happy Mask Shop to uh, to mm. warp between the two games. Um, it's, That's crazy. That's great. Yeah. 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 I mean. Like, I, I, I don't, don't know. If you could team. just make all the dragons in Skyrim uh, Randy Savage, I'd be fine. Just... <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, as, as you mentioned, like there's so many diversity with randomizers, which also adds like kind of like speedrunning um, where you just play the game and you make it to your sandbox. The randomizer is making it more interesting by where you need to use all of your knowledge about the game and you not not necessarily need to always play it with glitches. You can use it glitchless. It's just going to be way, way harder because sometimes you yeah. need to use certain tricks or find certain ways well, sometimes, to sometimes get your objects impossible. or items. Yeah, sometimes it's impossible yeah, that is, to, that is... to progress without glitches. Um, yeah. I've seen yeah, that. yeah looking at you, Rage 2. <laughs> the, the the thing is about that like you can sometimes like of course it depends on the randomizer but sometimes you can also set it if it's gonna be with like heavy glitching or if it's, it should be like easier so that you can just find the items you need and to always progress it also depends how the randomizers program like the developers of the randomizer made it work so there are like different ways you can approach it but in the end like you can just with a randomizer set it up how you want and here's like a little fun fact so when the randomizer came out and i thought like oh hey i know the speed run it should be fine so i pushed the enemy spawn rate from 100 to 700 for whatever reason <laughs> and, and i tried to play for deus ex and it was a nightmare because there were so many enemies and i had not the weapons i needed uh, but i still managed to finish it but you can make it as challenging as you want the yeah. same with the with the entry, uh, door entry randomizers, like I tried that too, and it broke my head where I was in Hong Kong trying to figure out where that one door is which gets me to the end when I found every door in the game, but not, not the one which gets me to the end of the map because everything is randomized. It's it's insane. You need to have like a vast knowledge about the base game then. Yeah. And what you mentioned with the multiplayer, that is like very interesting and crazy at the same time. So you have like all those games connected to a server where the randomizations is like already predefined. And when you find one thing in one game, you unlock something for the other player. And you also can change the settings, how hard it is or how 
locked you are. So sometimes you need to depend on other players to help you get their item because they can't progress otherwise. And then it connects like that, like a chain. So you need to all work together. And it's it's fascinating. It's amazing. Yeah. It's like you play the game in a different ma way and you still enjoy it and have fun. And because you all have all this experience and all the knowledge, you can use it. And it's like fucking fantastic. <laughs> it's some ascended master shit. You know what I mean? Like it's it's no longer, you know, title game title. It's like game title has, like you said, become this puzzle box mm. for you to like fuck with and you know do this thing too and move this slider here move you know and that's another thing there's a lot of games today that are coming in with not just like accessibility options but also the ability to like okay well here, here's how your drops are gonna hit you're gonna have them randomized or you're gonna have mm. them frequent or you're gonna have them like infrequent and like you could just do that in like fucking final fantasy 15 can has that you know you can you can have like easy you know medium and hard but then you can also have custom which i yeah. i really enjoy you know sometimes like there's a mechanic in the game that i just don't enjoy at all and so i can just minimize the hell out of it so i only have to do it every so often because it's like mm. a quick time event or some bullshit yeah oh quick quick question I... about your uh deus ex speed run that you did for cyberpunk day mm -hmm. here's something that i i couldn't get my head around so you were like there's the, the part where you go to i think it's um said so you're in Hong Kong and you're trying to get the dragon sword. Um, mm. How did you yeah. know that it was with like one of the, 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 the ladies in black? <laughs> All right. So how, how I knew that is basically where like certain locations where, yeah. you know, the, uh, the sword can drop. So one is where with, with a lady, like at the bottom of that bunker, which can, mm. where she can drop it. And if she doesn't have it, like one of the ladies in black will always have it. Like it's like um, basically a hundred percent drop rate in this case. And what also happened during that randomizer when you're like in that room where you need to hack the pad, uh, I also found another dragon tooth lying there on the table. So there are like two locations where you can find it in case she doesn't have it or you don't kill her, where you can find the drop off, and that is like encoded into the game which the randomizer programmer knew about and left in. So you basically have like basically two safe drops where you can find it, either by searching the building or by just killing one of the um, ladies in the black outfit or when, if, you, if you don't get the drop from the lady in the bunker. I forgot her name right now. But this is, this is how I knew about it. Because, yeah. fun fact, it happened during one of the randomizer runs I did. She didn't drop the sword and I didn't know where to look for and then the dev himself came into my chat and said, like, oh, yeah, you can either find it in that room, have fun and try to, to look for it, or you go back and kill one of the ladies in the black. So I was like, okay, I'll kill one of the ladies in the black and find, like, the sword I need to continue with the game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. That's I like how you guys kind of just, like, you know, uh, we'll, we'll talk to each other, communicate with each other about, yeah. about different little things. And yeah. Well, and it's cool that they can take it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like to have a dev comment be like, "Yeah, no, we fucked up there. Play with that. That's yeah. fun. That's fun." <laughs> shit. You know, like that mm -hmm. makes me love the game more as opposed yeah. to like these folks trying to like you know 
walled garden it for you. Like, mm-hmm. no, no, we're going to fix this thing. We're going to fix that thing. Yeah. No. Well, I think he's like, talking about the, the randomizer developer in this. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, well, even, yeah. even yeah. so. Yeah. Even the same. All right, that transfers but, over. All right. But this is this is the thing. So the, when the randomizer for Deus Ex came out, he actually patched some of the glitches we use in the any percent category. And the, when I was doing runs of it, I also told him like, okay, it makes sense to fix some of those tricks we do in the any percent, not for like fooling with the speedrunners, but because then there is no point in using the randomizer. Mm-hmm. If I can just go immediately to the starting point in Liberty City, throw gas grenade into the corner and get the guard to open the door for me, then I can just do it like in a normal run and I don't need to look for the terrorist leader and find random weapons and figure out how to get into the headquarters. Mm. The same as like with... Um, with Hong Kong, where you need to find the weapon and figure out where the next goal is, or in the ship, if you if you just do the same trick where you have to just destroy the five walls, then there's no fun in it. So they randomize the location where you need to look in the ship to yeah. find where they are and to destroy them. Otherwise, yeah. there is no point in doing that. And so when I told them, like when I did the f- first run of it, it was like forty minutes long, and I said like, okay, look, this is like how you do everything in a speedrun. This is how you do it in the randomizer. There's barely any difference. How about you fix certain points so that it is actually fun to play it? And that's what they did. Mm. And they also started to increase more and more idea or get more ideas how they can make it more fun by moving the helicopter where you need to go to jog. Like, for example, they put him in a sewer. So the, the helicopter is like a small, tiny barrel kind of like a barrel size in the sewers and you need to find it and that makes it more fun as well yeah oh my god yeah. okay well this I, I wanted to just kind of throw in there um i remember there was there were those third party controllers back in the day and mm-hmm. they they kind of came hot on the heels of like the game genie which was oh. only there to absolutely just fuck up a game like it was like oh yeah Uh, well that made me think of turbo buttons like you would have these like mad cats or like those cheap like third party controllers and they would have a little switch Mm. on it and what it would do is like every time you hit x you weren't hitting x you were hitting xx or you were hitting xxxxxxxxxxx you know like some ridiculous amount of times really good with like top down you know top down scroller you know shooter games and stuff like what do you call I, I can't. Also, RPGs where you just need to mash through the dialogues, like you could just yeah. do it automatically. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> I don't need to sit through thirty lines of dialogue in Front Mission Three. I want to get back to the robot smashing action. Thanks, but like, <laughs> it, you know, it's funny that it's taken this long for like there to kind of be a speed running coalition when you consider that like there had to have been something back then. You know what I mean? Like there had to have been like the game genie convention that was in some weird shady ass warehouse in like topeka you know and it would be terrifying to go to but like that was there and it was sponsored by jolt cola um they haven't paid us i just keep bringing it up because i i'm remembering <laughs> it was like banshee screaming in my head for 18 hours jolt is also it was, like well it's, it's also very uh relevant to cyberpunk culture i think as well jolt cola just, it just probably is I mean, uh, we, it's probably we, we featured it why on I have Beyond anxiety Dystopia a couple times. I, yes. I think I remember. I recall only having it once. It was oh god, it was an experience, man. You know what? I it's was less. It just, makes me less <laughs> than Red Bull. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, no, it makes me less switchy than Red Bull. Red Bull makes me get like, oh, I'm grinding my teeth like I, you know, Donald Trump Jr. But instead, I like we we when we were at the smoke shop before you know the plague hit, we we'd get it in, and the boss would get it in. She's you know we were friends, and she got it because she knew I wanted that shit, and I would get a can every now and again, and I would I could sip it like all evening. It was basically some people do that with whiskey. I did that with a tall can of Joel Cola, and I would just wait until. I felt that featheriness of a heart attack hitting. <laughs> but it has the best cola flavor out of all the sodas. Maybe up there with, yeah, it just does. Like it's well, it does kind of, it, FC, RC, all of them. I mean, like it, it tastes just like, like you're kind of sucking on a battery, but in a good way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a, you got punched in the nose. That, that blood coppery <laughs> taste. It's, it's yeah. in there. Like there's gamer fuel that's what we're talking about but like but this what i'm saying is like this legacy of wanting to break games i remember it was like the game genie was super controversial like people hated Hmm. it they were like ah who you fucking cheater you know you play the game the way it comes and then they beat you up in the playground because that you didn't like there was no internet you actually were saying this to someone's face back then nowadays though like do what you want like we we've Hmm. if the internet's done anything it's shown us like there's eight billion people on the planet if you look properly you know what i mean and don't like cage yourself in too much and mm. it's like why wouldn't i care why, why would i care like if someone wants to use a cheat code and also glitches in order to get from point a to point b in you know barbie's horse farm <laughs> you know <laughs> you know what i'm saying like uh, that might make me actually watch footage of the game you know <laughs> uh that, you know what's what i why i have to laugh and why i find so hilarious like a friend of mine uh, did it as a joke where he took one of the Barbie games, like some 3D <laughs> forum thing. He got himself a princess suit. He went to the live event, which was in Germany. Like it was a small speedrun event. He came there, learned the speedrun, and did it in a Barbie dress. And it was like done in a 20 minutes. It was hilarious. <laughs> the game, like, I mean, those, those games are not even, they're just for they're kids. Not, okay. Yeah, right. But but there's, they broke it so amazingly it was hilarious to watch him and him even picking up and it's like you know what i'm gonna submit it to a marathon and if it goes in i will wear the dress and the organizer heard that and was like okay sure let's go <laughs> oh that's, that's fantastic that it's uh, i need more this of little that side story <laughs> oh no, that's perfect that's, that's what i want to hear about too is that like yeah. that there would yeah. be someone doing a niche speed run like i'd like to i wonder i didn't look into this because it's just occurring to me but like there's this PS1 game called Intelligent Cube, spelled Q-U-B-E. That was the, mm. It's this existential horror game where you're a stick figure on a grid and these blocks are just moving towards you and they can crush you or you could fall into infinity forever. Mm. There has to be a way to speed run that shit. Oh, yeah. I, I, I remember that. I, I think I've played it as a demo game back then on the PlayStation. When they had that in the magazines? They would have yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, that's how I got yeah. addicted to it. And I was just like, all right, this thing is... That's... Yeah, I I remember that. I just looked it up. It's it's literally that one. Yeah, it's it's it, it would be like my brother and a buddy of ours sitting around drinking like a twelve pack of Miller Lite, just having existential conversations about like you know <laughs> is is God real, you know, because of this game. And it, when when you look it up, you're not going to understand why we're making this connection at all. <laughs> it's a puzzle uh, game for fuck's sake. If I turn around, will the screen disappear? And if I look back, will it be there? Oh, man. When I found out that was how they rendered uh, Horizon yeah. Zero Dawn, 
in like this I think is, yeah, I like nobody in sky. everything that's in view is the only thing that exists. It, it is it is a rendering <laughs> technique. Like when when I got into um, computing oh. science and I learned about it, I was like it blew my mind. I was it's like holy amazing. shit, yeah, this is this is how you save memory and it yeah. makes totally sense from a developer perspective. Oh, yeah. But as a normal user, if you see that, you're like, whoa, what are we doing? It's like insane. It's like absolute solipsism, which seems to be, you know, the prevailing philosophy of certain owners of Twitter. Um, anyhow, but yeah, no, it's, it's the just... The fear that you're going to like fucking clip through a wall at some point and end <laughs> up in a sickly uh, lit, uh, never-ending office space with damn carpeting. No, no Man's Sky had some fun moments where I'd clip through a planet and I'd start falling toward its <laughs> core, you know? But, like, in subsequent patches, they'd fix it so you'd, like, phase back out to the surface again after you oh, fell for okay. so long. But I have been stranded in space before, yeah. which was also very nice. After, after you fell for so long. <laughs> well, that was the thing. I wanted to do this thing where I wanted oh. to see how long it would take to jetpack from one planet to another, and I found a way to, like, get off, like, in space that way. And I, like, the sun would burn out before I made it to that other planet. Like, it was just like, no, I can't leave the PlayStation yeah. forever like this. Well, I wanted to ask about hardware. Uh, oh, I wanted yeah. to ask, like, so what's, uh, yeah. So what is, what is the, uh, like, what, what do you use to speed run? Like, what's, what's the hardware and software that you use typically? We, we mentioned randomizer. Um, mm. uh, but, like, what else uh, is, like, part of your your suite, I guess. Mm. Yes, I mean, for speedrunning, you don't need that much, if you think about it. Like, you can literally use any sort of timer which you record while playing the game and you have it somewhere displayed so you can showcase, like, look, I played the game from start to finish or the certain category, and this is how long it took me. But, of course, like, you know, since if you're streaming or if you're on a console, like, you use different... Uh, tools. So, for example, on a PC, I use something like called Live Split, which allows me to split automatically or manually while I'm in the game, so I can also see my states. Like if I if I did the pro uh, prologue like very well, or if I was worse this time, and I can see like how much time I gained compared to my best best time. But also like if you think about the randomizers, it's mostly like you need somewhere the base game. And then you, you just switch some of the, or you modify certain files with the randomizer so that you get certain UIs in, in the game or outside of the game, which you can adapt and then play the game. And there are like different kinds. Like if you think of a multi-world thing, there's like the website called Archipelago, um, where you can literally put your file in and then you have a certain client where you need to put, um, where you need to put the, the terminal prompts in, and then you can play the game with the randomizers and the others connected to that server. Like in Deus Ex, for example, you have like this file you just modify, and then you have all of the menuing inside of the game, so you don't need to do any anything extra outside of the game. Mm. I, I, mean, I have so much respect for for the things that you're able to do. I was also going to ask, like, so there was, how do you spawn, like, I've, I've seen you, uh, in in your speed runs for Deus Ex, mm. you spawn like a certain you 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 will spawn certain like consumable items or like certain weapons like oh. grenades. How mm. do you how do you do that? All right, so this is like the like you you do that infinitely yeah. to to the point. Yeah. yeah. So 
uh, in DSX, you have oh, uh, so you need basically to know that if you throw an object out or if you pick it up, uh, it will still be in the world for like three, four frames. So all you need to do is like use something like like a mouse, and instead of using the normal pickup button, you assign it on your mouse wheel where you can just multiple times pick it up before it gets despawned in the world. And this is how it basically works. And hey, technology is here with better hardware where you have free scrolling mouse wheels. So what can I do with that? So I just literally throw the object, you wheel my mouse, and hey, I have, instead of two medkits, I have 15. And this is how you basically abuse that by knowing that if the item is staying there for three frames, you can just pick it up multiple times. And well, then you have it basically infinitely. And I also sometimes did it as a joke before I started a marathon run where I just throw all sorts of en energy cells or medkins around or lockpicks and people are looking like, what is going on? And like, oh, hey, let me do my introduction. And they're like, what is this? What is happening? <laughs> and it's just like skate, skate with just tons that, and uh... tons of like healing items and stuff yeah. filling a room up. Right? That's hilarious. Well, you know, when you talk about it being, oh, it exists in this world for four frames. That's yeah. where my brain starts to break. That's specifically <laughs> like just the knowledge and the idea of it. Like, oh, if you get a frame rate up to like 300 frames per second, you can do the stuff. And I'm just like, yeah. I, I'm content at 30, son. Like, I just, I'm okay with like my brain being able to catch up with what I'm seeing on screen. Yeah. And I mean, all of this research is, this is also what I like about the speedrunning because we haven't talked about uh, it that much. But like, when you are finding those glitches, it's not just that you alone contribute to it, but like you find it in like the, this mob, like you find it with so many different people and you find different ways to execute it or to optimize them. Like there was like one occasion in Deus Ex where when we wanted to do the Hong Kong skip, where you just literally don't do anything with a dragon tooth, where you just go to Tong immediately and one runner figured out, oh, okay, you can just go straight to him and finish the level but it was hard to figure out why he could do that and why nobody else could do it. And then suddenly seven runners and one modder of revision joined us and he looked into the code to uh, explain to us how it works and what we need to execute. And we did it in a combination with glitches to figure out how we can save now for everyone 35 seconds by going out of bounds, re redoing the rendering time of Tong because uh, it is somewhere in the millions. And then you have four seconds to go to him because in the code, for some reason, they say after four seconds, he will despawn. And then you have four seconds to run to him. And if you see him, then this render time will be reset. It is absolutely insane if you think about it, like from an outsider's shit. perspective. But this is how we figured out that it that how it works with that modder and the knowledge of the speedrunners and just trying to figure it out. A, a, like a consistent way to to execute it it's it's amazing that is like what i what i love about it like most of the time it's like team effort and it's yeah. great it's like obviously sometimes one one person finds it and that is cool and then everyone can execute it mm -hmm. but it's not like that you keep a glitch for yourself and say like oh i found it and like i'm now the hero but it's like everyone uses it then and then just names it something God. so it, it it is great it is like amazing i feel like this has come out of couch co-op like passing the controller around to beat a level, you know, has yeah, turned into something this. like that. Yeah. And I, I think that's the community part that yeah. I find so fascinating, you know, like, I don't know, this is, this is wild shit that I hadn't been thinking about for a real yeah. long time until about a month ago. So. <laughs> like I can take another example, like with human revolution, like 
in 2013 and 14, there were not a lot of runners of the game. There were like two or three, and that was it. Mm. And there was like this one glitch hunter back then who figured out all of these things. And when I was starting to run it and I was really interested in, in it, we were like cooperating together, basically only the two of us at the start, where he said like, oh, I found this trick. And I said like, it is so hard to execute. Let me find a better way to do it. And then I found better ways to execute his trick. And he was like, oh, damn, this is even better. So you can use this mechanic or this optimization for the other trick as well and make it faster and so on and find better alignments and whatnot. It's like we worked together to break the game from like an hour and 14 minutes or 15 minutes to an hour and four minutes. And then later on, we figured out new tricks where you can break it to 15 minutes and then to 45 minutes and then 40 minutes. And this is like great. And suddenly more and more people came in and figured out uh, on their own way by just fooling around and playing around, but you can break it more. Here's like a little, like a little fun fact. So, in Deus Ex, we figured out many tricks already. So we thought, like, okay, we broke it mostly to the core. So we, we couldn't figure out anything new. And then there is this Half-Life runner called Maxim coming into the community, asking about all the glitches, how it works. And then after we explain it to him and he just figured it out, he's coming in, like, a week later and it's like, guys, did you know that saving and loading in this game is very, very broken? And he literally figured out three minutes of new time saves by basically being able to duplicate your own corpse instead of using certain tricks and making it faster and just spawning uh, beside like the the loading trigger and just falling through. It, it, It was insane. It was really cool to see that. And this is like where this community effort comes in. That's like amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. Not to bring up Trackmania again, but oh yeah, watching those guys shave thousandths of a second off and just hammering away at it like in their own way and capturing it and putting it together and like see here's what i did here and it's at this Mm. one specific spot where this thing can happen and if you don't do it exactly here scrap it start over (laughs) and i'm like but like like doing it by myself that would be some edgar Allan poe shit but if I like had a group of friends and we were all chipping away at it, it would feel a little less like descent into madness to me. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. The community, I think, is very <laughs> important there. <laughs> you know? yeah, definitely. Some, yeah. You know, it's it's cool. This is a cool yeah. thing. I, I dig this. You know, it's something I, I I admit I haven't really I hadn't really thought about it much. Mostly because I don't mm. like you know I'd watch somebody else play a video game, but I would just assume play the video game. Unless it's a yeah, game I mean, like I don't want to play, and then I'll like yeah, I'll watch somebody else kind of play a little bit of that to see why I wouldn't like it, <laughs> and then I go back mm, to my, you know, whatever. Yeah, this that's why the... why I mean like it's like a community effort because what most people see when they see speedrunners is like world records. So everyone is like very focused on world records and forget like all the community behind it, all the mm-hmm. people who are finding glitches and tricks, and most of the time it's like. Only the person who gets a world record is like getting admired and like, oh, he's so fast. But right. there's so much more behind the scene happening. Yeah. And it's not like, that is that is the great thing about speedrunning. It's not like, of course, you can see it as a competition where you play against each other to get the better time. But mm-hmm. most of the time, it's like you are playing against the time. You are focusing also- against your own time. It's yeah, not you're, like you're, you're challenging competing. yourself. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Like you're you're challenging I mean, yourself that's, to that's improve part of the your own. why... Yeah, that's part of the reason why uh, uh, randomizers exist, I think, is mm-hmm. in order to kind of help you get better at, at, at glitch speedrunning. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's also just to have fun with the game in a I different way. But yeah, of course, you can also yeah, find new ways and new glitches and tricks for that way as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. Brute force. That's all it is. It's just like brute yeah. force abuse of a thing you love. And it's, uh, yeah. you know, no one gets hurt and it's like yeah. really fun. I mean, unless you're, you know, like like a, like a really sensitive developer. You thought you put something precious out into the world. Like, no, like you just, it's not yeah. yours anymore once you release it. That's all. Mm-hmm. It's just the rules. Yeah, exactly. I mean, well, yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> and I mean, I hope, I hope that all of you listening at home, like, you know, you're probably wondering. I mean, I, I, I don't know how many people who are involved in the speedrunning community, like, identify with cyberpunk and how many people who are within the cyberpunk community uh identify with speedrunning but like i hope that this this episode makes it a lot clearer a lot more uh obvious as to why it's relevant um because you know because yeah it's you're breaking a game and you're literally like you're doing neo shit is what you're doing. You are <laughs> yeah. doing like the, you are in the matrix. So yeah, uh, you do reverse yeah, engineering. You like basically that's, f- that's what's so wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. So the reason that I, I wanted to talk about this is because I mean, you know, it's, it's hacking, right? Like just I, like trying to glitch a game in order to get a better time. Like that's hacking in real time. That's neo shit is what that is. That's like, you know, it's, straight out of the matrix uh i yeah. guess I'm, I'm, yeah that's uh, yeah is that i mean is that a question <laughs> yeah yeah i was uh i was trying to figure out how to phrase that into a question in real time but that was my, my brain doesn't catch up with my mouth sometimes but no it's you know, all good i mean frankly it sounded kind of like you were you know coming to a, a conclusion of sorts like we're yeah, yeah this this is it's a it's an allegorical way of looking at it it's a metaphor yeah. but like it totally yeah. is instead of like see i i you have to understand something about me i can't code for shit i i tried <laughs> my my entire coding life began and ended on a commodore 64 when i did you know 10 print suck my balls 20 go to 10 and <laughs> that was that was it um but like mm-hmm. in lieu of that in lieu of my inability to code i do know how to do that thing like the uh, the guy on the satellite in Armageddon, where I bang on it with a wrench, and then it works. <laughs> so this seems kind of like like there, there's an elegance to coding and ha- hacking, or there can be, you know, uh, depending on you know who actually respects it. Um, and there is also an elegance to being like a mechanic and knowing that if you pound on this one specific part of the, like Fonzie hitting the jukebox and happy days to make it turn on kind of shit. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) there's a swag to that. There's something very fun and like very relentlessly fun in a way of, of watching someone just hammer away at this, this piece of work that they've already had fun with and that they love and that they respect. Mm-hmm. And, Cause I think that's really the only way you can truly make fun of something is if you actually love it and making fun of something, isn't necessarily making fun of it. Like, you know, putting it down, it's more like making yeah. fun with it, you know? Yeah, exactly. And I, that's, that's the joy of this, I think. And if, I don't know. I think it's, it's one of those things that like in my uh, quieter moments, I may kind of like peep in every now and again and check them out and see what the, you know, 
who's mm. breaking what this week. Yeah, I'm looking forward running. to the year 2025 where someone's doing speed run speed runs of Armored Core Six. Like, uh, oh, yeah, you don't understand my life. This podcast, everything ends when that game comes out. Like all of it. <laughs> I've been waiting far too fucking long. It's oh my god. I was in my 30s the last time one of them came out. Like, it's that's oh, insane yeah. to me. It, I'm sorry. I don't yeah, want this just... to turn into my fanboying for a potential of a video game that I've only seen a cinematic for, but it is from software, you know? I want my punishment. Yeah. Anyway. Uh... Speedrunning is, to me, it, that's where, like, where hacking and magic, like, become synonymous with one another and that that's amazing to me i love seeing that uh, and i want to see more of it as as time goes yeah. on so keep yeah. doing what you're doing Heinke, because like that shit is impressive and also just great to watch yeah so and it was yeah. it was thank you <laughs> it was fantastic meeting you and you know getting this insight into kind of like the scene and the mechanics and the you know yeah mentality yeah. of it i think yeah thank you for coming you know, on thanks for inviting me and talking about speedrunning i always love to talk about this hobby like i started with it like 10 years ago roughly like in 2013 mm. and i'm still doing it and i've seen so many people come and go just person trying to get their personal best over world record and then they just vanish and someone else will pick it up and yeah. just destroy the game even further and that is what i love about it it's yeah. not just or that short moment where you get the world record, but it's like it continues and people will break it further and further. And this is where the magic or where the enjoyment comes in. When you see a game, like when I started with Human Revolution with one hour and 15 minutes and it's now broken to 38 minutes, it's just insane yeah. to see how far it can go and how it will even go further. It's like we're not even there yet. There is more things to discover and people mm. will discover them. That is what makes it so enjoyable. That is so Let me know. I, mean, I, just... I can't wait to see you get down to like two minutes in that game. Like a two minute Because <laughs> <laughs> people have I done that with other that games. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's the thing. Like, I'm, we, I might be laughing about it that, it, that it will never happen, but who knows? Maybe at some point people will find a wrong warp, and there you go. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or you drop a grenade against another wall while holding a box and then, you know, ordering. <laughs> But you have to order a pizza on your phone from a specific app, and somehow the frequency <laughs> from that actually activates the thing in the game that forces you to suddenly res right there in the ending credits. Yeah, so, something like that. Something like that. I believe it. No, I believe. I believe there's going to be something like that where people are going to start being like, like there are certain games. I, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Alien Isolation like this, where like you can activate the microphone on, like you, the sounds you make, the the xenomorph. Mm can like hear as yeah. well isn't there like that feedback like there's gonna be something like that where you do the old you know like you know captain crunch whistle hack like phone freak thing where you just like blow a tone into a game and then suddenly it gives you something that you didn't have <laughs> why has no one done this yet you know anyway <laughs> Man. But yeah, no, thank you very much for spending some time with us, talking to yeah, us uh, about you. this stuff. Um, we're going to be watching all of your videos. Uh, <laughs> Is there anywhere um, you would like to like say people can find you? You have a Twitch channel, it, right? Yeah, sure. Like Two things. Like First of all, thanks also for inviting me. It, I, it was a pleasure to be here and talking about speedrunning, especially with Cyberpunk. 
Like, I really like the genre as well. I mean, that's why I'm playing a lot of Deus Ex games in the first place. But yeah, you can also find me on Twitch, uh, in Discord. If you find someone called Hanky, the possibility that it's me is very high. (laughs) Unless someone hijacked my name, (laughs) then it's not me. (laughs) But yeah, I'm I'm normally listed everywhere as Hanky on YouTube, on Twitch, on Twitter, and also on Discord. And if you're interested in learning to speedrun or just to get into speedrunning, I always suggest to go on speedrun.com where you can find your game you're interested in. There are always community discords for that certain game explaining and helping you to set up everything so you don't have to run through the internet and be lost. Like back then, that was the case. But nowadays, you, you have all the sources and people will gladly help you to set up everything especially if it's a smaller community which has only two or three runners if you tell them that you want to learn the game you will never come out because they will do everything so that you start running the game <laughs> right on right on yeah. Oh, yeah oh well all right hell yeah well that's fantastic now now we got to do that thing where we like awkwardly end the episode uh we have yep, 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 yep. <laughs> we're on socials if you look up neon dystopia it's pretty much going to take you to that if you look up l0wl1f3 it's going to take you to that i'm still lingering on the twitter because it's just like the watching dying, a star implode. <laughs> oh, it's I oh, the man. levels of self ownage you could almost use to generate enough energy <laughs> to light the eastern seaboard. It's that <laughs> shit. Um, but uh, oh, yeah, so we're gonna have like this and all the other details on how to get a hold of us and stuff down at the yeah, bottom as yeah. well as like scum scum still on Twitter as well, I believe. Um, yes, Scum is still on Twitter. Like we're we're yeah. all there. You know where we are. Yeah. You know how to find yeah. us at this point. We got the Discord. Um, the Videodrome. Yes, we've got the Discord. So yeah. we will definitely, yeah, be in there yeah. posting memes about <laughs> items that don't belong in certain <laughs> places. Like, okay, I'm gonna stop now.